0: welcome back. I'm your host Esther Polito, your favorite Jersey girl. And this is season two of the Baddest Broad podcast. Can you believe it? I don't. (laughs) Happy New Year. You guys made it. Pat yourselves on the back. Goodness gracious. What a freaking year. I feel like every New Year's I'm just trying to get over the exhaustion, the emotional hangover, trying to get to the holidays. I don't know if you feel the same way. But I want to take um, a moment, special thanks, and shout out to our international listeners. I know we're not at stateside. We're all over the bl- globe. Um, to our listeners out there in Ghana, uh, Brussels, the UK, Peru. We're even out in Asia now, guys. Uh, Singapore. So big shout out. Warmest to my heart. I appreciate you listening, hanging out with us, and downloading the podcast. Um, Goodness, I really want to hear what you guys did (laughs) on New Year's Eve. If you haven't already, feel free to follow us on Instagram, baddest underscore broad. I want to hear what you guys did New Year's Eve. What kind of traditions do you guys do year over year? Do you go out to parties? Do you stay in? I, the last couple of years because of COVID, when we haven't been out, I've just been staying in, hanging out. Uh, My friend Cam made a pan of lasagna, which was delicious. Thank you so much. And then I brought some desserts, and this year I went with a half bottle of champagne. So you would be very proud of me. No hangover on a New Year's Day. So very proud of myself for that. Making good choices, guys. Making good choices. Um, but before we dive into 2024, I want to take a moment to just talk about some of the things that I really loved in 2023. This is in no particular order. Um, but yeah, 2023. Well, first of all... <laughs> You're going to love this because I'm going to be talking about some more American football. I apologize. But man, the season that Jordan Love has had has been incredible to witness. And it does feel like we're watching a bit of history replaying itself. Do we not? Packers fans, do you agree with me? Um, Because Jordan Love is our QB1 for the Packers this season since Aaron left. Love you, Aaron. It feels like... We have a new official QB. I am getting on the love train. I have been pretty quiet about this topic all season because I was taking the position of the, you know, let's just wait and see. Let the kid play. Let him get his legs under him. Um, But Jordan Love has been doing really well. Has been, you know, he's been improving week over week. And I would like to note, especially that game against Kansas City, because if you remember his first NFL game, Last year was when Aaron was out sick with something I don't remember, but we lost that game. So this year was the uh, revenge game <laughs> because Jordan, during his post game comments, mentions his manner is very quiet. That quiet power, which I really appreciate, is very soft spoken. But he's like, "No, I've had this circle in the calendar for a while, and that is just music to my ears because it's that competitive spirit that I really do appreciate, especially." in the quarterback position, he shows a lot of poise. He's had the whole locker room rally around him, which is really important. And most importantly, he's showed a lot of leadership out there in the field, especially if we are down, we're not doing well. He is very calm when he's going about his business. So really, really grateful to have a quarterback moving forward. Um, We have one game left um, against the Bears this week. And to me, regardless of whether we win that one and move on to the playoffs, We've already won (laughs) because we have a QB. So, yay. So, lots of great things. Looking forward to the next season for the Packers. Go Packers. Other bits, you know, I've been really loving. It's strange, but I do love that old school funk sound. And I'm hearing a lot more like disco influence in today's music. So, you know, a lot of Dua Lipa, stuff like that. Really love how that's being embraced as far as the genre through the music scene. And I've been just loving hearing some of the music coming out. Moving on to movies, um, really great to see a lot of movies this past year with more female leads, i.e. Barbie. I already talked about this previously. I really enjoyed Barbie. Um, Past Lives, the The Color Purple. Um, The one thing that all these movies had in common was they had really strong female leads, some dazzling performances, and honestly, all of the actors and actresses in all these movies deserve awards. So really love seeing that um, and love watching these movies. On a different note, um, this is something really interesting, you guys. (laughs) We're going to talk about men's issues right now, so be ready and maybe it's just generational. And this is in particular to some of my new friends coming up, and I've recognized that a lot of my guy friends um, around the age of late 20s, 30s, they are really doing the work. So shout out to the men out there doing the work of breaking generational binds, healing their um, past traumas, and really doing that internal work. I have been amazed to watch it in my own life i'm really hoping the new generation of men um redefine what that experience is for them and that expression having access to their actually feelings and emotions just seeing it more is really remarkable and because my generation millennial older millennials and previous generations were not raised this way and really, we're forced by society to act like a robot and not have access to human feelings. <laughs> so it's, that's not healthy. So seeing men really do the work, stepping up, being in therapy, having the tools, I, that makes me feel better about humanity just in general, quite frankly. So happy to see it. Good job. Um, pivoting a little bit. This, I love sports. I'm a big old tomboy. Um, with regards to Filipina athletes, my sisters out there coming up, the fact that the Philippines, our first gold was won back in 2020 for weightlifting, not just weightlifting, women's weightlifting by um, Hidalyn Diaz. I hope I'm saying her name right. That blows my mind. And this year, definitely seeing Bianca uh, Bustamante come on the scene for F1 Academy, seeing young women represented in motorsports. What? (laughs) Props. Props to these ladies coming up. I am just immensely proud of you guys, you know, coming onto the scene and just seeing more of the support for women's sports, man. We've been around, um, but we just haven't gotten as much coverage as, as much support, I feel like. And, you know, it's not cheap being a professional athlete, so getting out there, putting in the work, trying to find sponsorships, um, the training for these sports is really difficult. So just making sure we're shouting out these ladies, um, these athletes, you guys are doing a great job. So just amazed by the work that you've done. Um, the last bit I'm going to share before we move on to our topic for this episode, which is found family. Um, I'm such a geek. <laughs> this is where I'm showing my cards but um, you know I'm already a bit of a trekkie. I love X-Men I got to go to my first co- you know Rose City Comic Con this year that stuff was really cool but I broke down recently and finally got HBO Max I don't have time to watch all the shows you guys so I know like everybody's like you need to watch a show you need to watch the show so it's like slowly I'm starting to catch up but I will share that I've started watching Doctor Who I know So late to the game, but your girl is really (laughs) getting into Doctor Who right now. It is delightful. I'm really enjoying it. I love me some British culture. Cracks me up their mannerisms, their turns of phrases, that very acerbic sense of humor I I really love. And so uh, getting into the modern Doctor Who series, I think it starts off with the ninth Doctor, if I'm remembering correctly, but I'm going to shout out to the character of Rose Tyler. She is a straight-up gangster. (laughs) She's out there in the UK living with her mom and her boyfriend. This uh, alien from nowhere traveling through space and time in the TARDIS shows up. And all of a sudden, she's like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) I'm going to go do some traveling and see the world and space. Bye, guys. (laughs) And the more I watch it, the more I'm kind of jealous of her because it would be kind of nice if somebody just showed up and can just take me through space and history. You know, I really like the premise of being able to go back in time and meeting, like, Shakespeare or Charles Dickens or Queen Victoria. Um, It's really wacky and wild, and it does kind of remind me a little bit, um, for you folks out there who are my age, um, you know, Star Trek Next Generation it's those first couple of seasons that is so wild, and the premise is bizarre, but the more you get into it, the more you really appreciate the general tone and messaging of Doctor Who, trying to be peaceful, trying to save whoever needs help, uh, trying to do your bit out in the universe. <laughs> it's just crazy, so I've really enjoyed it. It's delightful. I know it's geeky, but here we are. And the next bit I wanted to share. Uh this is a very peculiar thing I learned about myself which just just took me about 30 40 years but every year I rewatch, you know, some of my favorite movies and especially around the holidays. A lot of us rewatch the same the same movies. Love actually is a favorite of mine, The Holiday, Elf, Home Alone, but there's a subgenre of holiday movies, if you could call them that that I really love personally. And I've just realized why I actually really connect (laughs) to these movies. I know it took a while, but there's something about melancholy holiday movies that really does strike a chord with me that I really connect with. I got to see The Holdovers uh, with Paul Giamatti. Um, I hope he wins something for that movie because (laughs) the way he inhabits that character is impressive like you really do think he's that that much of a curmudgeon um, but there's also some fresh talents that are in that movie um, I love also watching While You Were Sleeping, Large and the Real Girl so I'll take a little bit of time to focus primarily on these two movies because it is worth that. Um, Ryan Gosling and, and Large and the Real Girl if you haven't seen it I highly recommend it it really touches on the topic of social anxiety, which I myself suffer from. I know. I know. It's it's shocking. Um, because when I'm out and about and I'm just hanging out with my friends, I am just kind of manic and chaotic and I'm just like, you know, chatty Cathy. But really, my baseline energy level and my type of personality is more of a writer's personality. I want to be there, but I'd rather just observe people and make little notes <laughs> and just watch um i have a hard time with my anxiety and especially you know with a room full of people who you don't know it's just that's my personal hell but watching ryan gosling's performance i'm a huge ryan gosling fan it's so amazing what he can do with so little sometimes with his acting but the whole premise is he's you know going through some grief processing some loss trying to connect with people, doesn't know how to really talk to people, doesn't have all of the social graces um, to be able to do that. And so the premise ensues. You'd have to watch it for yourself. It's really interesting. But watching the whole town and community really meet him where he's at, helping him along in his journey is just so heartwarming. I cry every time I watch this movie, guys. <laughs> so check it out. The next thing is While You Were Sleeping with with Sandra Bullock. Hey, Sandy. Love you, girl. Um, she does such a great job in this movie. It is one of my favorites. The premise is primarily a romantic comedy. But I think more importantly, what this movie touches on is, again, she's alone. She doesn't have any family. So it's th- those feelings of loneliness around the holidays, not really having anybody, Um, she has a cat, she has an apartment, but she's trying to find a significant other. But then what ends up happening is she finds this big old (laughs) cast of characters, this family from Chicago who are loud and boisterous, but have such big hearts. And she gets folded into that situation. And I know what that feels like personally, because I've been living away from New Jersey for so long. So I'm really not close to my loved ones or my people throughout the year i i'm grateful that i have friends but you know especially on holidays and throughout the year i sometimes do feel isolated and disconnected from my loved ones because i'm just so far away i'm all the way across the country so i definitely connect with some of the themes in that movie and it cracks me up every time they put uh sandra bullock in one of these roles where she's she's supposed to be she's supposed to be like dowdy and homely looking, and they always do weird stuff to her hair, but she's so gorgeous, it doesn't really matter. Um, So check that out if you haven't seen it. These movies definitely are near and dear to my heart, and especially these rewatches. But yeah, themes of loneliness, disconnectedness, and finding your family. Man, I think especially going into a new year, and as I get on with life, I've just realized how important found family is. And I know that what, for some of you folks who don't have big families, you know, there's the family you're born into. And for me, especially the family that you find through life is even more important. That you, you tend to value those people more as you get older because, you know, you just lose so much with some of the schisms that happen within that family dynamic. But if you're lucky enough, you get to meet new people other people to show up for you in your life in unexpected ways. And you get to build your own family, you get to create this whole new family unit, where you're not necessarily attached to them biologically, but you choose the people and you curate your life. And that is the beauty of getting older, meeting new people and really curating those pieces of your life and those friendships. Um, I will note here that I am very lucky that my 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 biological father is my good parent. I am grateful to him. I always tell him that he did a good job because not only was he the found parent, he is, my dad is very patient. (laughs) He is a good teacher. He made sure that my brother and I um, had a fun childhood, that he raised us properly with good values. Um, And he's the guy that would let let my friends come over for two weeks and play Nintendo (laughs) and plan all these parties and invite... All the people from the neighborhood and you know that kind of graciousness and hospitality he would extend to people that support for your local community just you know are really the foundational parts of my childhood in the philippines that i look back with fondness i had a great childhood in the philippines those were the first 10 years of my life and that wouldn't be the case without my dad without my lola my grandmother and really my extended family back home in the philippines so I want to make sure I mention that because it's not the rest that's to talking about found family, but it is important that I make a note to mention that as well. Um, and I'm moving on to found family. Good grief. I am not going to be able to name every single person here, but I did want to mention, especially the Quijanos, um, Jade FOMO. Sorry. FOMO is our nickname. So I call Jade FOMO. He calls me FOMO. I know. It's a whole thing. We're so melodramatic um but specifically his family mummy the fosters i know mummy actually has a full name <laughs> but the fosters these people really folded me in adapted me into their family you know back in new jersey i know that some of you folks are familiar with my background but during that time for about 6 or 7 years our household were was pretty hellish it was a really bad experience i'm speaking about my biological mother and her husband, my stepdad, the house, that household was very abusive. Um, It was horrible, but thankfully, outside of that was the rest of my community. And this is where, you know, the Quijanos and Fosters like really did represent the community that raised me, that housed me, that nurtured me and spoke power into my life, especially during that time when I was a young adult, I was in my teens going into my 20s didn't know what the heck was going on in my life trying to figure out how to finish school at times I didn't have anywhere to live when I left home um so I stayed with the gonzalez's for a few years and then afterwards um they had to help other family members so there was maybe a day where I, tra- I was on the phone with fomo and I was just kind of like oh god I don't I don't have anywhere to live <laughs> I'm about to be homeless so I was just on the phone with him. And this was a 10 minute conversation. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my late teens. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know where to go. And this is really the beauty of the Canos because FOMO just says, it's fine. You can come live with us. I was like, what? <laughs> like, don't you have to talk to your parents? And he's like, no, I'll just tell my mom. And with that, I lived with the Quijanos for a couple of years before I moved to Arizona to finish school. And without these people, without the Gonzaleses and the Quijanos, I would have been homeless, guys. (laughs) I would have been out in the street because this is the same time where I was taking um, some part-time credits in the community college up in Morris County. And I was working, so I had a full-time job. But it wasn't enough for me to be able to afford a whole apartment by myself. I couldn't afford that. So to have that interim time of about four or five years before I went off to finish university was really important. Um, Because otherwise, things could have gone sideways pretty quickly here in my life had I not had a safe haven, had I not had shelter, had I not had loving people, my found family, who quite honestly, these people are like my extended family. I refer to them as as such and vice versa. They always, you know, when they're introducing me to other people, they'll, you know, FOMO's mom will just be like, this is like my daughter. And then people will just have this confused look on their face. And then mommy will be like, yeah, she's like my daughter. (laughs) And we don't look like each other because she's Polish, you know. Shout out to those folks in in Poland. Um, But there's a reason why I get very sentimental. You know, I get very nostalgic. Um, It sounds very schmaltzy when I'm talking about my found family, but these people foundationally are the ones that keep me grounded, make me feel loved, continue to support me throughout my life. I know that mommy is always going to be a phone call away. If there's something going on, if I'm having a bad week, I'll just be on the phone with her. And she always helps me. She always gives me the gift of just, you know, listening to whatever's going on, as well as providing me with the right perspective. So love you, mommy. Um... But yeah, these people, I have to say, my found family have been instrumental in any and all of my success I've had in life as an adult. They're the ones that gave me the confidence before I even understood (laughs) that I had any of that in me. Um, And really, they're the ones that gave me The boldness to go out in life and have an adventure, and really be able to create the life that I wanted for myself. So, without these people, I wouldn't been able to get this far. I wouldn't have been able to leave New Jersey um, to be brave enough to go out there into the you know big world. And shout out to those folks. I mean, I love them beyond. It is hard to articulate what these you know people mean to me. But I wanted to spend some time just to shout out. My found family, for you folks out there who don't have a lot of family, who are in a bad situation, keep your head up. Please persevere. If you are in any kind of violent situation, start making plans on getting out. I know it's not that easy. Find some trusted adults if you are a young person that you can talk to and ask for help. That is so important. My found family, the Keanos and the Fosters are part of the reason that me and my siblings were able to get out, get out alive, not unscathed, because we were definitely traumatized. But, you know, later on, and especially these last few years, that's been the main focus of my life is just finding healing, being in therapy consistently, trying to heal those past wounds, trying to forgive those people that did this to us. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I can probably share right now is that's something I had to learn as an adult is that forgiveness is not really for that person who hurt you. Forgiveness is for yourself and giving yourself the permission to let go of the shame of your past. And it's not saying that what they did to you and how they mistreated you was right, but it's saying that that happened. That is part of my journey. It sucks. It's horrible, but I can now Move on in my life and start to put some love into those corners um, of my life that have been wounded and really be able to heal and really be able to live the life that I deserve, that you guys deserve. So if you're in that situation, you know, hang in there. You know, you'll get through it. Um, but you just have to keep working at it and find some, you know, good people to surround yourself with. Um, Man, that was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Um, we're getting into 2024 strong here. There's a couple of things that I wanted to cover. Um, definitely just want to connect with more people, you know, getting out of my comfort zone, making new friends. Thankfully, I met some wonderful people, um, in 2023, you'll get to meet some of them. Um, I am actually trying to get back into letter writing. I know I'm really big at a correspondence, but I haven't been able to do too much of it in 2023. It was too bonkers. So I think what I'll do is just order some postcards. So for my friends out there, um, you'll just be getting random notes from me <laughs> because I do love sending notes and cards to people. Sometimes it's just me rambling my thoughts or sharing something random with my friends that I thought they might be funny. Um, but you will see some postcards and cards uh, coming through here. Um, this podcast doesn't have mail just yet. But if you want me to write to you, you could message a- on our Instagram. <laughs> Bad, it's broad. Just saying. Um, for this season, what I want to focus on is those themes of resilience, connecting. How do we build resilience in our daily lives? And how do we build resilience in our relationships? It's really difficult to understand how we move in the world, some of the things that we need, um, especially with interactions we don't get anymore. I work from home. So if I wanted to, I could just be at home for a couple of days, never see another human person. You know, I take my calls on Zoom um, and on the phone. So I do primarily a lot of my work just in my office at home. Uh, But just finding ways to do that, helping you guys out there. Um, And the other piece that's really personal to me that happened is, is finding a way to turn my heartache into something good. I lost my beloved dog, Thor. He passed, you know, this December, 2023. Ah, guys. Honestly, I was just delirious. I was just grief-stricken for a while there, so shut down. It was such an awful experience to have to go through. And I know that for you um, animal lovers out there, you know exactly what it feels like, um, and you know what it is to lose a beloved pet. It man, it's just brutal. That's that's all I could say. It was just brutal. So, I am dedicating my volunteer work to support local organizations uh, of animal welfare, um, any local shelters, and particularly um, supporting the population of folks that are going through homelessness right now. There's a lot of homeless folks out there, Uh, all they have is their pet, that's their best friend. I know that they would just go without to make sure their animal is safe. I've been through the same thing. When I first moved to Portland, I really didn't have, you know, I was moving from place to place. I didn't have secure housing. I was on food stamps and I was subsisting off of like rice and beans (laughs) and eggs. Meanwhile, my dog, Thor, during that time, he never went without because I want to make sure he was good no matter what. So I know those folks in that community are also going through that. And really just a matter of challenging people to step up, give your time. I know that New Year's is not the best time. We probably all are, are strapped for cash <laughs> after buying all those gifts. Um, but don't forget that you can make a difference in your community. If all you have in the extra hour, two hours during the week, being out there in a the community, offering some volunteer work for these, you know, our organizations that you believe in, excuse me, is really important. Uh, so get out there and do something good. Um, and that same note with animal welfare, welfare, you guys know how much I love dogs. I'm obsessed with them. I was definitely obsessed with my dog. Um, I really wanted to touch on this because Thor just happened to be a boxer. And so he is designated as a bully breed. And as you know, throughout the world, and it is, it breaks my heart to see this. Um, more often than not, the coverage in the media and what's being brought out there are these like stupid myths that, that bully breeds are aggressive. They are not. <laughs> And it's really unfair to victimize these animals. There's countries banning bully breeds now. I cannot believe this is this is where we are in society because these dogs do not deserve that. We owe so much to animals for our welfare. We specifically owe a lot to dogs. If you look at human evolution, <laughs> and so part of that work, uh, personally for me, is just dispelling these myths. We need to go out there and educate more people who are not dog people that there is no such thing as aggressive animals. Typically, these animals are in a bad situation, and that's why they're acting that way, or it's just poor training and poor socialization. So doing all those things, um, making sure people are aware of what these animals are and are not. Um, I will remind you that pit bulls back in the day were called nanny dogs because they have such a great, sweet temperament they do really well with families and children in particular and so what's happened to that breed is a human problem it's a people problem it's not a dog problem so we need to hold those people accountable and not punish the animal so i just want to make that note cuz i love bullies um and i will probably in the future commit to fostering when the time comes my heart is still very fragile right now. But when a time comes eventually fostering, possibly adopting another dog, it's probably going to be some kind of boxer, bully mix. We'll see. I'll let you guys know. But yeah, lots of work to be done all around. Uh, but going into 2024, I'm really excited for all these things. So happy that you guys are writing it out with me. <laughs> uh, with that, for the new year, And for anybody listening, I do offer my warmest wishes and my hopes for you baddies out there that you find healing in your life, that you are spending the most time that you can with your loved ones. You're not taking them for granted. And above all, I hope that you have a fantastic Adventure as you go into this new chapter. That is the beauty and the gift of a new year and making it out this far. You could turn the page. So, no matter how good or how bad last year was, you get to have a new one. Congratulations. Um, so, with that, I am sending all of my love to you baddies out there. Thank you for hanging in there. Make sure you are finding a time to take care of your mind, body, and your spirit. And with that, much love to you guys. Till next time.